0: From the Woodshed,
1: a candid conversation with Chase Morrill and Ryan Eldridge from Kennebec Cabin Company, home of the Maine Cabin Masters. Brought to you by Nelma, safeguarding our lumber resources since 1933. See the stamp, trust the quality. Now, from the Woodshed studio at KCC headquarters in Manchester, Maine, it's Chase and
2: Ryan.
0: From the Woodshed, we're here with you again. I'm Chase Morrill. With me, as always, is my brother-in-law, Ryan Eldridge. Hi, guys. And my daughter, Maggie.
3: Hello.
4: We're
0: producer, referee. Producer, referee.
4: Extraordinaire.
0: Straight man. Yep. Yeah. So we're here just to talk about what's going on in the world. All yeah. things cabins,
4: all things Maine. All things building, all, all good things. We and everything in between.
0: Yeah, a lot going on in the world. Yeah, you can find us at our YouTube channel, Kennebec Cabin Company, or Facebook, Facebook. Instagram. All the good social media sites. Yeah, like us, click us, subscribe to us. Yeah, we want to thank our sponsors, Nelma and Hero, Hero Media Arts. Me- and we want to thank the fans for listening, watching, asking questions, comments, all of the above. Yeah, keep it up.
4: Things are going good. Yeah, things are going well. The weather's definitely turned. It's still a pretty up and down. What a crazy week. It was 90, and then it was frost. The yeah, two fear years later. of frost. A bunch of friends lost their plants. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. I always heard after the first full moon in June is when you should plant. That's what my mother always said. Did says. she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew I loved
0: my mother-in-law. She gave Sarah two seedlings, one to plant and one to save, so that when it dies, to plant that one. So Oh, this year? so an yeah. experiment? No, just always. I think she knows my Sarah doesn't have the greatest green thumb. So.
4: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Old-timers.
3: You literally killed your plant today.
0: No, it's budding again. Came I, back to life. I put our, our houseplants outside maybe a little too early. You definitely did. Really shock them into it. (laughs) Hiding them up? (laughs) Yeah, A lemon and an orange and a pomegranate
4: probably don't like a frost.
0: (laughs) But that's all right.
4: So what 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 have you been up to? Ah, Working at headquarters. Been busy, especially on the
0: weekend. It's been really busy. It's been a great turnout. You've met a lot of good fans. We've looked at a lot of good cabins. We've heard about a lot of good cabins. Uh, Maggie actually worked with me on Saturday. Killed it. Maggie and her friend Anna are going to start working at the store. And then Maggie
4: works Sunday, too, because I stopped in for a minute. Oh, that's right. You were yeah. here with Mimi. Yeah.
3: We are open Sundays. It's is re-
4: really putting them hours in it. Kind of a cabin is, company At Worldwide Headquarters. Yeah, school's out June
0: officially 5th. June
3: 5th. Wow,
4: that's early, huh?
3: I mean, it's like 10 days early. Or
0: How are your final assignments going, Maggie?
3: All right. Well, just in case any of my teachers are listening. <laughs> I'm not doing them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs>
4: you can pay me. I'll do them.
3: <laughs> sure. <Yeah.
0: laughs> but no, they're doing like, I think, because Eva's going from fifth grade into sixth yeah. grade, they're doing a drive-through graduation slash take all your stuff home ceremony. Yeah. So mm-hmm. stop in front of the school, run in, fill your car. No, 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 no. You stop in front of the school. The teacher will bring your stuff to you, say goodbye to the student.
3: I mean, a lot of like high schools are doing
0: that, Yeah, too.
4: it's such a... Are there grandstands? Can Ashley and I go and nope. wish her on nope. Well, no, we all fit, if we all fit in Betsy. You can have one vehicle per... Yeah. F- interesting. Good thing you have a 15-passenger van. <laughs> it is a good thing.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so we've got Harry Wolfington from Pinnacle Trees as our guest today. He's done most of our tree work. Yeah, a bunch of so it. So I've got a lot of questions. Maggie's got a lot of questions from fans about all
4: things tree-related, so it should be a... Pretty interesting episode. Yeah, we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to get Harry in here first, then we're going to answer questions later. Yeah. It's not our normal day, so it kind of feels weird. It's not a Friday, but... Yeah, and we're still, not, we're still doing some side projects. We're not really cranking on Season 5 yet, but... Deck masters, siding masters. Yeah. As Brad and Justin say, we're doing a warm-up camp now out in Belgrade, so they're getting, they're getting warmed up. That's right, pre-gaming, pre-gaming. Pre-game. Yeah, so anyways, yeah, so welcome, welcome to Cabin. <laughs> One of those days... Maybe because it's not Friday. Yeah, that's right. It's, it definitely throws things. Oh, off. we switched it up. But yeah, let's get Harry in here and talk to him and go from there. Cool. Sounds good.
0: All right. So we are back in the woodshed from the woodshed with Harry Wolfington from Pinnacle Tree. How are cool you doing, guys. Harry? Great nice for coming. Great. Excellent. So we always start out question: water, beer, or wine? What would you like to
4: drink? Water, please.
0: Water. Yeah. What? Water beer or coffee? coffee. Not oh, yeah. wine, sorry. So we've been
4: doing this on Friday afternoons. Today is Tuesday, so Today's we're a little Tuesday. out of it. We switched everything up. And we're all kind of on to water. I shaved,
1: so we'd have a little contrast. You look contrast. good. You I look good. Beard.
4: Here, I've got that for you.
1: Here it, com- it comes.
4: You, with a. Uh, this is your participation trophy. You get to bring that cabin home with you. Like nice.
1: Lawn. Thank mm. you.
4: So what've been up to? You guys are working busy, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's you had thought with everything going on with the COVID nineteen that we'd be slow, but I, it's I think people are home and they're looking around for little projects they want done. And so you've got a pretty good size crew with you now. Yeah. How many? We're running uh, two and a half crews. We should have three up and running by mid July. Yep. And so has it? I mean, it was seems like it was a hard winter on
0: trees. Every camp we've scouted, it seems like pines have been down, the branches.
1: Actually, the winter was pretty mild. Was it? It was that early was spring with yeah, the winds. At
4: oh, and that heavy, heavy, yeah. late wet snow. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's what it was. But the winter itself was pretty
4: mild. And you haven't slowed down. You guys go right through the winter yeah. for the most part. Now we do, yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah. I don't climb in the winter. I'm too old for that. I did
1: enough of that when I was younger. But. And
4: you're
0: mostly Kennebec County? How far...
4: We
1: do, you know, we do quite a bit of work down in Booth Bay. Okay. We dragged
0: him we, over to
4: the next county over from Booth Bay.
1: Oh, yeah, we, uh, well, you guys had us in Temple, yep, and then you, you had us up near... Down the Fish,
0: Sugar, Lincolnville, and Sugarloaf. Yeah, and, right. Yes. Right.
4: So you've done a lot of tree work Yeah, they were fun projects. We <laughs> were talking Chase and I like, how do we get hooked up with Harry? Because we all know other, um, other, you know, arborists and stuff, but you become our go-to how guy. How did
1: we end up? I
4: don't even know.
1: I think it was Cuba Island. We did,
0: oh,
4: that's, that's right, how, for yeah. Jack,
1: yeah. right? Yes. Because they were
4: all those monsters. That was the first one we did for you guys, right? And you guys hauled Jedi up in the tree, and you guys knew Jedi, and then we all became friends. Correct. Yeah, I've known them for years. Yeah. And so that was... Well, yeah,
0: season one or season two, season season two. one, season one, yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. season yeah. one, yeah. It was love at first sight. After that, because <laughs>
4: right. you, you hauled Ashley up in the Tree and Temple, that was that crazy. was great.
1: That was season
4: three or yeah. four. Yeah, you guys are down Lincolnville. You, I mean, that property came out amazing. That was quite a project. The fish fish property, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what are some?
1: I mean, what are some major challenges that you guys run into right now? Truthfully, is hiring. We'd have three crews going already if if we could hire. It's tough to hire right now. Yeah. I mean, you might even be experiencing that. I don't know. but Yeah, it seems like it's a very across the
4: statewide. Yeah. I mean, it was hard before this, but now, you know, it's just harder with the benefits. And it's, it's tough to break into that and get new people. Right. Get talent, so, skilled people. When you take
1: people on, are you looking for experienced or are you looking for, I mean, are you w- with climbers? We are, yeah. But with, you know, people that just want to learn to work the ropes on the ground, we'll train for that.
4: Yeah, and we have have
1: a climber in training right now as well, so.
4: How long do you have to work the ground before you get in training? It's like an evolution, just like our guys. Climbing,
1: yeah. Probably three or four years before
4: we'll put somebody up in a tree. Learn the safety and everything. Unless it's Ashley, we'll put her up in like an hour and a half, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That was deceiving Uh, because uh,
1: where they filmed from was the deck. Right. Yeah. But the drop off, she was actually like 60, 70 feet in the air. Oh yeah, it yeah. looked like only about twenty or thirty though, <laughs> from where they were videoing it. That's by far one of my
4: most favorite that moments. That was great.
1: That was great. She's screaming up. She was, she was a trooper though. Yeah, she did it. Yeah.
0: And then, do you, do you get a lot of like, people with climbing experience, you know, rock climbers or whatnot? Is that kind of where, or
1: is it... we don't get a lot of rock climbers. It's a little bit different of an application than climbing rocks, although that's a that's a tough. I don't know that I'd climb rocks. Yeah, like so I won't get on a ladder, and I won't personally get in a, in one of our bucket trucks. Really? But you'll climb a tree. Yeah, because I've you know I've been doing it since I was fourteen, and it was always just ropes. Yeah. The only people that had bucket trucks back then were like you know the Aspluns of the world doing the power mm-hmm. line work. So if you were doing residential, you were roping or you weren't going up. Wow. So you've been doing this since you were fourteen? Yeah, my neighbor in Philadelphia was an arborist, so very you know, interesting. Every summer and.
4: Vacations and I'd go to work for him. Yeah. And you had, not, you had another business going. You did that for a long time. And then you kind of, it seems like you put a lot of your energy back into being an arborist in the last
1: 10 years. I maybe, still or? do the Wolfening Group. Yeah. We still do direct mail for car dealers. But it uh, seems
4: like the tree thing's your
1: baby now. You love yeah, it. Yeah, I've always loved the trees. Love I, I never stopped doing trees. Yeah. Before Pinnacle, I would just do like my employees' trees in the city of Hollowell, the, the school, you know, the uh, cemeteries. Yeah. I just go do people's trees. I'd you be like, it. thanks, it's free, I'll do it. But then once I started a business, the same people would call up, and I'd be like, well, yeah, I can't do it for free now. We have people.
4: So it's been, it's been fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And you moved in your new house on Carbassi. Yep. That's all, all moved in. exciting, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a good place to be. Good. Is it 100% done? No, no, no.
1: It'll probably be mid-July before everything's done. Yeah. It's been an it's been ongoing, you know, one project after another. But the quarantine's been fine. I've been climbing all my own trees and
4: pruning them. Yeah. And oh, perfect.
1: Perfect. Doing my own trees.
4: And we did your son and daughter-in-law's camp this year. That yes. was awesome.
1: Yes. How they enjoying that? And you also did, which is a coincidence, we didn't know till the end, my other daughter-in-law's cousin's camp, which was the A-frame by the railroad up north. Oh, yeah. Big moose. Wait, who are th- How are they related to you? My son, Har- Jay, you did the camp yeah, next yeah, to yeah. mine. That's Jay. Yes. And my daughter-in-law. My other son, Harrison, my yeah. number three child, his, my daughter in law, his, There's her a- cousin. Oh, really? Is the people that had the A-frame. <laughs> they were awesome. They were such she happened people. to say to my other daughter in law, hey, yeah, the cabin masters is doing the, the guest cottage over at the place. And Christy said, actually, they just did my cousin's place. Wow. Up in, you know, yeah. I don't even know where it was. The circle know. of Maine is, is small. Oh, there. yeah, it's like, <laughs> it is. It's, it's so small. But that's why that's why we live here, that's why we love it. I actually have another one to talk to you guys about after this. A Perfect. guy that has a really cool place. He just texted me a couple days ago and I told him I'd tell you guys about it and see if you could take that project on.
4: Cool. Yeah, we're uh sugar loaf. Oh we love sugar loaf. Oh, Ryan's magic words. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're in back <laughs> to truck. Yeah. <laughs> well you guys went there a lot last Two years ago we yeah. were. Yeah. 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 We're due to go back. Yeah. Make yeah. the big yeah.
0: rounds. Yeah. So you got into this when you were 14. Yeah. And I mean, you just, you're so knowledgeable about trees. Is it all just picked up from experience
1: working with, you know, like I, t- I took some horticulture courses way back when I had to go work for a, a corporate tree company briefly. Mm-hmm. So they make you take some courses, but most of it's been just, you know, hands-on yeah. training and general knowledge. I've, I've climbed trees in quite a few places. I've, lived in Hawaii, Florida, so I did trees there. So there's such a huge difference in species of trees. So you get to know an area real well, and then if you're 10 or 15, 20 years removed from it, you're kind of like, oh, I forgot about that kind of tree. So what's the most challenging type of tree, you
0: think? What's the most challenging, yeah, in Maine, and then in, that you run into?
1: In Maine, probably, 110 115 foot monster white pine yeah. that's like two feet away from the camp
4: which they, that's the only ones that are that tall anymore because yeah, right that's there about on as tall water. as they get in yeah.
1: main 115 118 i've never seen one any taller than that but i've been in them at 115 yeah. but when they're three literally three four feet away from these old camps you guys have seen it yeah everything's yeah, yeah. got to be roped down every little piece and beautiful eastern white pine beautiful eastern white we mine. love that stuff <laughs> we had one we took down I think it was about two or three years ago over on Echo Lake and this was literally touching the camp so it made sense they were cutting it down so we give them a price assuming you know the camps there it's gonna take a long time we get halfway down and the homeowner says to the ground foreman so why are you guys roping everything down "Well, because the camps right there they go we're tearing this down <laughs> 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 Let her rip. I said, well, there's good news and bad news there. I said, sir, this was priced. Right. Assuming you're not, you should have told us
4: that up front. Right. We would have had more fun. Well, too. No, we could have done it a lot. Right, right right, you know, right, right.
1: So we did give him a discount for the second half of the tree because we just started pounding stuff down. It was coming down like... <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we went from taking four foot sections
4: to twenty five right. foot sections. Like letting it rip. <laughs> it, I had a couple of friends that were arborists out west, and they seemed like they did a lot of um, tree maintenance for disease and stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like that's as big as in, in Maine. Are the trees healthier or no? What, people, truthfully,
1: in my opinion, I hate to say this, don't care as much about their trees as like where I grew up.
0: Yeah, you think it's because there's like, so many of them?
1: You know i don't know what it is what i do find though is is once we go and do like some what i call artistic pruning Mm -hmm. instead of just like take that one dead limb where we'll balance it or elevate it or they then say oh can you do that to this tree so i think it's more of an awareness thing than a don't care thing i probably shouldn't have said don't care just an awareness of oh i didn't know you could do that to that tree you know that type of stuff
0: i mean there, there definitely is an art to it you know you you can walk into a place i mean you've done it for us so many times and say, yep, that one needs to be limbed, that one needs to be limbed, that one needs to come down entirely. And you just get up in there and you know exactly what to take. You know how healthy the tree is, what it can handle, and what it needs to thrive and stuff like that, which, again, you know, I didn't, I thought it was just... Limit up and go.
1: You will like those limbs that I saw that Ryan did <laughs> back when I got here. That I can't even look at that. I told Chase. I said, "Look, I'm uh, gonna send my we'll guys over after work
4: and just come over here and prune this thing. I can't look at it. Don't
1: invite your average <laughs> old obis- hack job. See <laughs> a hack job. Big stubs left and tears and I mean, all, it was it was like the all the don't do things on that tree. <laughs>
4: We're, we're good at what we're good at. Yeah, I'll take credit for <laughs> right, that. Right, right. Yeah,
1: you I know. stick to cars and yeah. trees. It's all mm-hmm. I'm good at.
4: <laughs> you know, uh, So when you talk about elevating, I love coming to jobs after you've elevated it. And elevating it, just bring it up to a certain third, right? Yeah, so you can we see it. through, keep, keep the cover. And...
1: Yeah, a lot of times we'll get to a job and people want a tree cut down. And I do everything I can to not cut it down. Because there's so many things you can do other than cut it down. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. Elevating is one of them elevating is a great application for like uh river views. Yeah. We just did a big uh elevation job in Booth Bay. I hope like a 300 foot section to elevate for the ocean there. I mean it was gorgeous.
4: And you can retain privacy too still and still get a view. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you don't destroy the canopy. It, it lets more sunlight in, more air through. It's just it's a, it's a good one of the many things you can do to you know, aesthetically make the tree it look It looks sharp. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean that's it was the Nesbitt camp in Belgrade last yeah. season. You know, same
0: thing. It hadn't been cut. Yeah. They wanted to maintain their privacy. So they just stopped cutting altogether. But you came in there and same thing. You know, like, all right, let's. Were they love happy it. with it? They're, they loved they're it. thrilled because it gave them exactly what they wanted. It kept the privacy, but it got the branches away from the house and, you know, let the air flow oh. in, which, you know, is huge on camp maintenance, just yeah. keeping the air flowing
4: through it. Yeah. Well, A lot of damage we see is on, from trees. Oh, yeah. You know, flat. Even stuff that's not on the foundation. But, I mean, trees are just so harmful to houses and they camps. can be. And it seems like back in the day, they just planted stuff right next to them. Yep. I'm like, get stuff away from your camp. Let the air get in there. Yeah. Well, it's funny. People that have trees want to get rid of them.
1: People that <laughs> don't have <laughs> them, they're hiring people to come plant them. There is a happy medium there, and we try to
0: find it. Right, right, right. So uh, do you mostly do climbing or bucket work now? Or is it a mix of?
1: Well, we have... Three bucket yeah. operators. I mean, I know they so, each have
0: their own application, but do you find it's more
4: bucket work? Or they work in tandem?
1: Yeah, like all, all the camp work, you know, at the cottages and stuff, it's all climbing. Yeah. You can't get a bucket truck mm-hmm. to it. Or if the tree's in excess of 90 f- or even 80 feet, you got to take the Sometimes they'll take the bucket up for a free ride and then get out and climb the rest. Oh,
4: that's, <laughs> that's smart. That's kind of fun,
1: but <laughs> if you can't get the bucket truck there, you can't do anything. Ride. Free Got ride, climate.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Now, what's the? Have you ever found? I mean, I know, like back in the day or still, people drive nails into trees. Yeah, it's.
1: Have you ever found anything? Yeah, you run into that all the time. What they used to do, and of course, they stopped, you know, doing it in the '80s, early '80s. Is they would fill cavities with concrete. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's a good way to tell you saw. So then the tree grows around it, and then here we come 20, 30, 40 years later, and you're cutting through a you know a big rock maple or something. And <clears throat> oh,
4: gosh. Because we see all those nice straight trees by camp, like, oh, let's get it milled. And we talked to a lot of people that have mills, and they said they're they don't want in, residential they wood. They don't, they they want, don't it want, want it Because it has you know, grandma's clothes lines 20 feet up. It doesn't so, matter you know, how good it looks. They right. Don't, they,
1: how close to the house. Yeah. They don't want it. So they would fill the cavity with concrete yeah. to stop the rot? To stop the rot and what they thought would decrease the moisture getting in there and the rain getting in there. Gotcha. But if you think about it, it's insane. The tree grows and then it leaves gaps. Yeah. And So is there anything you can do? They have an expansive foam you can put in there. Oh. You know, it's when a tree starts going down that route, there's not a ton you're going to do. Yeah. And generally when a tree gets to that point, it's already pretty old anyway. Yeah. So it's it's nature's gonna take its course one way or the other. Yeah, you could put the expansive foam in, and I don't do that. Some of our guys do it. Foam it looks issues. ugly. I yeah. say leave it alone. Tree's healthy. It's, it's not course. gonna fall in your lifetime. Let it go. Yeah, and they used to. I don't know if they still do tar over the. No, they stopped doing yeah. that. Also in the '80s, it used to be a tar, then it was a spray. But they then said that it slowed down the growth. Oh. Of the cambium line coming across, you know, the healing of the tree, yep. so they stopped doing that as well, huh. which was great because we used to have to take that stuff up there, and every cut you'd make, you'd have to put oh, your thing out. And, oh. oh, really? And it's all over everything. Yeah, it's You're sticky. It's nasty, gross. You know. <laughs> yeah, that that was heaven sent when they stopped doing that.
0: I bet. I bet. Have Have you run into any uh, creatures living in trees? Like I know bird, like bees. Fall. Yeah,
1: Who the worst that? I ever ran into. Was in when I lived in Hawaii in the 1980-1981, palm trees. Right, you go on vacation. I Me mean, prior to living there, you look at a palm tree. Beautiful tree. They're the dirtiest trees I've ever climbed. Really? Yeah. Really? You get up in there. There's snakes up there, centipedes, <laughs> scorp. I mean, it's it's oh. nasty. Rats. Because <laughs> they're easy to climb. You think? Yeah. Well, that's I mean. you know, it's just a good little hiding place yeah. for them. Yuck. So when you'd get up to the crown. You know, you don't know. You know, they're not going to come at you, but they try to escape. And sometimes it's, like, in your face. <laughs> I yep. never had one jump in my face, but palm trees are the dirtiest trees I've ever climbed. You'd n- you wouldn't think that. Never. It's a fact of the day right there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Yeah, they're dirty. Yeah. Man, So, got a lot of projects going on around here.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I see other. the truck go by a bunch of the four-wheel arm back, back and yeah. forth, back and forth. We'll be building a new building for our <laughs> equipment. I think we're going to break ground in, uh, what is it, October? Up Same up. spot? Yeah. Very cool. Well, we bought the lot next to our lot yeah. from the city of Hollowell. So we're going to put it in there. Nice. Nice central location. Yep. Congratulations. Close to yeah, the interstate. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Very nice location. Yeah. So that'll be good.
0: And most of the guys have their own equipment
1: and chainsaws? We supply all the equipment. What type of saw all do you run? Gear. People are going to ask that. Yeah, I like could Huskies. could be a question. I... Everybody else on the crew like steels. I like huskies. I'm a steel guy. Chase I'm a, is a I'm husky a husky guy. guy. Yeah. I d I don't know why. I just Yeah. I just do. Interesting. It's just what you yeah, what you started with probably. No, I started with those poolins and home lights <laughs> and Well Home
4: Light way back when actually had a decent
1: saw in the seventies, yeah. early eighties, but then they
4: sold it to Textron and it went to junk. Have oh. you tried one of the new like um DeWalt Flexbolt saws? No. It we used one once it it it's Weird, but it worked in a pinch. I mean, you wouldn't want to use it every day, but it's literally a plastic, battery-powered chainsaw. Yeah, I'm probably not going to go down that route. <laughs> no, it, I, don't know. It I, know. Just, I mean, unless you can show me something really <laughs> one cut, bucket really, back really down impressive. <laughs> it's just weird to try it. You know, it's on. I mean, it works for us when
0: we've got to, you know, cut a one beam yeah. or one limb or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's good in that situation, but
4: you definitely get made fun of if you went up with the tree in that. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. <laughs>
1: It's like an electric power in one big
4: extension. Yeah, right, right yeah. Then you cut your cord.
0: <laughs> now, can all guys on your crew sharpen a chain? Or is it a... Oh Yeah, everyone but me.
1: Really? Do they hand file? Or I literally... It's awful. I know. After all I these... have to admit it. No, I'm all... I, oh, I,
4: I'm I, impressed. Yeah, no. I, well, speaking of getting made fun of, I uh, bought one of those little, like, Dremel sharpeners. And I love it, you know, because I don't have the patience <laughs> to sharpen a train. And like being, and I mean, it was throwing nice chunks. And then I pulled it out here when we were cutting the other day and our landscaper saw it and just was shaking his head <laughs> at me and like totally shamed me. But yeah, yeah, no, I can't sharpen a chain. Interesting. It's
1: awful. <laughs> I hate to admit it. It's in our form,
0: though. <laughs> It is an art form. Well, in case any of our guys ever watch this, you know,
1: it's the only <laughs> reason. Because if I said yes, I do, they'd be like, they'd "Call you out, so You go, Larry, why are you lying? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You said
4: you could sharpen chains. You guys ever go down to garden of feed the old chains, the old timer down there with all the chains? No. And chainsaws crossing the depot. No. Oh, you'd go in there. You bring it. There's chains everywhere and chainsaws. You bring it in there. Four bucks. He'd in your chain. And you'd walk in, and he'd see you, and he'd go to this pile of chain, just grab your chain out. It, phenomenal. Really? I think he's still kicking, actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I smell like the wood. The wood has that. It's all the oil, years of oil and the parts in there has that smell to it, but it's a pretty cool spot. You should check it out. Yeah,
1: I've I never heard. I never knew about it.
4: Yeah. No, I, me either. I'm, I'm
0: not a, I can sharpen a chain, but I'm, you know, enough to keep it going. But that's about it. You know, then I just have to go. buy a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like saw blades, you know? Yeah. Hit one nail, that's it. Call it a day. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, some of the guys can get, you know, years out of a chain. Yeah. If, you know, if they're. Well, that's pretty amazing. <laughs>
4: wish, Not wish me. We could.
0: Yeah, right? You yeah, must we could. rail right through them. <laughs> um, do you have some questions from fans for Harry?
4: Yes, we knew you were coming in, so we post on our social media questions and we picked yep. some of the good ones for you. All right. Hopefully, we haven't taken too many of them.
3: I don't think you took any of them. We didn't
4: proofread them, though, so. If you
1: know the answers, I'll answer them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Right. If I don't, I'll say I don't know. (laughs) All
3: right, I don't know what an arborist question is, but uh, I tried my best. Okay. (laughs) All right, Uh, question is, what is the best thing to do when you find a bird's nest in a tree you're cutting?
1: Well, generally, the bird's nests are in live trees, so we Mm. don't run into that too often. We're not usually cutting down a live tree, and if we are cutting down a live tree, it would have to be in that small window in the spring,
4: mm-hmm.
1: when the because then they they exit the nest anyway, mm-hmm. so we don't run into that a lot. Interesting. We don't run into that a lot.
0: So, you but don't. But you would
1: think we would. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't. Interesting. That I mean, do like I see abandoned nests up there all the
4: time? Yeah. Sure. Or old nests and. Yeah, them.
1: old nests. Do I come up on a limb every once in a while and see eggs every once in a while? Yeah. yeah. And the, I can't recall a tree that I had to cut down that had it. in. I might have been up at that level just to tie in on a crotch and then rope myself down, but yep. don't run into it a lot. Interesting.
0: And for the most part, you're taking, you're limbing up live trees. You're dropping dead trees. When is a tree too dead to safely? Because I know that's an issue to climb, or you know, I mean, there's a fine line there. Yeah, there,
1: isn't there really there? is. There really is. If the if the tree. Obviously, if it's live, it's safe to climb. Mm -hmm. If it's dead and you can't get the bucket truck to it, it becomes pretty hairy. Generally, what we try to do is we'll climb a live tree that's next to it, tie in, come down 20 or 30 feet, whatever the distance is between the two trees. If the trees are 30 feet apart, you probably got to come down about 35 or 40 feet and then swing over to the other tree, the dead one.
0: Gotcha. So something happens, and stay
1: tied into the live one as you cut down the dead. So if
0: something does drop, you're safe. You're going to swing back into
1: the live tree because
0: I
4: know that's still going to hurt.
1: Yeah, you're back, (laughs) you know, and you want to make sure there's no you know stubs sticking (laughs) on the other side. But yeah, we actually do that quite often
0: because we run we run into that a lot. You know, same thing, just dead trees that are so far gone. You know, because they've waited and waited and waited that it's right it's become dangerous. To yeah, that's
1: that's what we do 90% of the time. If we can't find a live tree next to it, I have to admit we've all been in up, up in some trees that there's probably three or four that I can think of in the last five or six years that I probably shouldn't have went up, mm-hmm. yeah. but I have this stupid thing that I tell the crew: "There's never been a tree I turned down since <laughs> I was 14. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna die doing this." I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not like done with <laughs> 58 years old. Yeah, that's real smart, Harry. It's just, a, it's just a, it's an ego problem. But uh, there's a couple that I haven't, sh- that I probably shouldn't have been in, but then it works out, which yep. is great and yep. bad. Right. Cause then you start to, you know. But when I stick, when I start to climb a dead tree, I can kind of feel it. Cause you have you spikes, know, right on your yeah. And you stuff? believe it or not, you get a vibrate. You know, I don't, it's not really a vibration. It's
4: a yeah, yeah. Just a feeling well, with we, the tree. We can tap on a cylinder though. You know, like you, you, you learn. Yep. So yeah, yeah. So same thing. That that's kind of you do the same
1: thing there.
3: Right. So oh, what? Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, how would you? Generally, rate Maine's tree population. Great. It's the most populous. But as far as, like, phenomenal. the yeah. age of trees, like, that's what I'm noticing is, like, some of these pines are reaching maturity, and they're getting to the point where they look beautiful,
1: but a storm comes in, blows them down, and the inside's totally... I know, but if we... The only you, part of the tree that's alive yep. is right underneath the bark anyway. All the heartwood's dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. And people are like, well, that tree's really swaying. It's dangerous. Well, you want it to sway. If it was rigid... It would break right. off. The swaying actually is a good thing. Oh, interesting. And if we cut down every tree we thought was going to come down, there wouldn't be any trees left. Right. So, I mean, you know, you, you make educated decisions. You look at the root system, how it's rooted into the ground. You look at the species. Yep. Right? And just pop- different things you look at. You look at the location. Is it on ledge? Is it, you know, there's oh. no one application oh. applies, I guess is the point.
3: All right. Um, Question is, uh, when clearing for a lake, is there a strategy for not over clearing?
1: Well, there's not just a strategy. There's the Shoreland (laughs) (laughs) Zoning Act. (laughs) There are rules. Yeah, no, the the strategy is you better obey that. (laughs) You know, the, the Shoreland Zoning Act, Is refers to the first 250 feet from the high water mark. The first 100 feet is a lot more restrictive Mm -hmm. than the latter 150. Uh, Each municipality or town, at a minimum, has to abide by that act. They can be more restrictive if they want to. We've learned that. We have. So, um, you know, anything two inch or smaller, you can't remove more than 30 percent of a tree. You can't remove the canopies Uh, you can't create a clearing like where someone could look from the lake and you can't do that yeah line of sight Um, but there is a way to do it there's a point system right yeah there's a point system for certain trees at certain sizes get points you grid it out three point you grid it out like we did it at Fishman's for you guys that was a point system because we did a lot of work there Uh, and then you can replant you know the best bet in a situation like that is you contact your code enforcement officer that we've worked great with them they're all mm-hmm. we've worked with 20 20 or 25 of them they've all been gentlemen and uh, some of them know more about trees than others but the ones that don't we, we kind of like work together and you know talk about replanting or talking about elevation like yeah. you mentioned earlier what we can do what we can't do to create the view for the customer and uh, the best bet is to call them So, is that? Don't start cutting without talking to them.
0: If somebody wanted to do some pruning or taking down trees, step one would be contact an arborist or contact the town code enforcement officer.
1: I would do both simultaneously. Okay. That's a good idea. Because ultimately, generally, I mean, if you can do the work yourself, just call the code enforcement officer. Right. Mm Because he'll come out and he'll say, yeah, you can cut that. No, yes, no. And if there's something like a maybe, he might say, well, get an arborist you know, position on that and get it in writing, and we'll discuss it. So we also kind of go about the three Ds, the dead, diseased, or dangerous. Is that... Yeah, anything that's, you know, imminent danger to life or property needs to come down. Yeah. But a lot of times people will think it is, and it isn't. Gotcha.
4: So one one dead limb doesn't ma- mean it's no imminent death.
1: No, let's just get rid of the
0: dead yeah. limb.
4: Or, or if th- it's overhanging,
0: the there are ways to prune it so it's not going to cause any disaster or something like that. Yeah,
1: like a lot of times you mentioned elevating. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll elevate the stuff or just deadwood the tree. Yep. It's amazing. You take you take a big red oak with a lot of dead or even a white pine with a lot of dead and you remove just the dead and you came back and look at it, you'd be like that Brand tree, tree is so healthy where before it looked like it was dead yeah. and in fact it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Cool.
3: Great. <laughs> uh, question from Tina. How do you train the climb and cut slash limb trees.
4: You kind of touched on that earlier. Yeah, that's just hands-on training. Um, but it's a process. Isn't it? you, know, you don't start out like that. you got to no. you learn your rope on the ground.
1: Just like with us. you start You got to learn your knots. Yep. You have to be comfortable with heights. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you have to be able to work at that height. It's kind of like a, you know, I'm just as comfortable up there as I am sitting here. Right, but you pr- you probably start someone out
4: small, give them you know yes. try it for a
1: day, then go back. Then you think about what you did, and then put them in a twenty foot tree, then yeah. a forty, yeah. then a fifty, an eighty. You know, over time,
0: it probably
4: takes a year or two before they can go out on their own crew or something,
0: at least. Or uh, again, yeah, more, more. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can you go to school? I mean, are there courses
4: for for climbing? Yeah,
1: yeah. Out west, there's some courses.
4: Um, a Harry Wolfington School of Climbing I can see it now <laughs> we've trained a couple guys we've trained a couple guys
1: usually they're like for some reason they're like 510 511 160 pounds and they're like cats tough oh yeah. yeah and I'll say to the guy I'll be like you want to be a climber and if they go yeah I go <laughs> yeah I love this kid I'm gonna train him and if they're kind of like no I'm kind of good you're not putting that guy up in a tree you know it's attitude <laughs> well sometimes you know yeah you know, yeah <laughs> little guesswork there, but there's some traits that yeah. we look for, yeah.
0: <laughs> and just to become a certified arborist, there are courses to take in- Yeah, in our state. guys are
1: licensed arborists. It's a state yep. license, yeah. Yep. yep. Cool. Yep.
3: Okay. Um, next question is from- uh, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Cheryl, are there any trees that you that are more- Brown tail moth or caterpillar resistant?
1: That's a good question. Yeah, the brown tail moth, you know, they like the broadleaf trees. They like oak, crabapple, birch, cherry, love those. So, broadleaf, you mean
4: like a leaf as opposed to like a fir? Like a deciduous
1: yep. tree, yeah, yeah, opposed to a conifer. But um, there's no such thing as a really brown tail moth resistant tree. But, you know, like any conifer, you know, concolor firs, white pine, arborvitae. But they love the cherries, the crabapple, the oak.
4: And they are bad they these eat days, aren't they? I...
1: And then this is when they're out. See, people, we get some calls this time of year. Caterpillars are everywhere. Can you come do something? No, it's too late. April through July is really the area when you want to stay away from those. Mm-hmm. The time to get the nests out is in the winter. Oh, interesting. Because the larvae are dormant. And you can
4: see them better, right? When there's
1: a... Well, the, net, the larvae are dormant, and they're right there. And we just go up there if it's a bucket truck application or if it's a climber,
4: and we go right up there and remove them off yeah. the property and burn them. Yeah, because we always used to burn them right where they, was, where they were, but I don't think that's legal or legit. You know, yeah. when you see the old one, you take the lighter to it when <laughs> you're a kid. And... Well, they're the tent caterpillars. You know, that's a difference. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> they, they, they
1: were, I mean, they just hurt the, they just eat the foliage. They were, didn't have the, the you get that, that stuff, stuff in your lungs and, in your, and it yeah. causes I, rashes. Have, and, and you had it? Me personally, no, because yeah. I won't. Have you Chase? Yes. Dixie gets it horribly.
4: Oh, bad. One of our
1: guys, Damien, has it right now. Rash so, from... Yeah.
4: So, so you can identify it before you see it. Just kind of like poison ivy, so you'll stay right away. Yeah. In the trees and stuff. Yes. So if people take their time and it goes slow, they can find it. And, and well, identify. now
1: they're out and about. Okay. So now they're out. They have two little red dots below their head.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're trying to say, hey, is this a brown-tailed moth... Two little really fine, tiny, bright red dots. Um, but like I said, the winter time is the time to get the nests out. Good to know. Yeah. And so, I mean, you just have to... You own. go out there and you, and you clip them out individually. It's time consuming. Wow.
0: You really, just each nest... And the nest. guys wear gloves and yeah. the whole deal. So what do the guys do? I mean, do... They, if, so say there's a tree. Do they have to, like, wear long sleeve and oh, everything yeah. right now when they're cutting? No, because now
1: they're out of the nest. So they're just spread out. So, so now they're, they're, they're just everywhere. spread out, so it's not congested. It's so, I mean, you come across one, but one, I mean, you want to stay That's a losing battle. That's a little different than a whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Man. Yeah, they're nasty. They really are. The state had the opportunity years ago, and I forget the, the gentleman that had enough foresight to be like, yeah, we got to do something about this. This is like 30 or 40 years ago. And I, I'm going off an art, old uh, article I read. And he um, he had the state almost talked into where they could have eradicated those little buggers, oh. and then for some reason, that got yep. turned down. The, the budget money wasn't it. there. Yeah. or something. And the guy, you know, he was ahead of his time there, because here we are now with that problem. And that's gonna cost ten times as much. Now uh, more than that.
0: Yeah. Now that's another. I mean, it seems like invasive species like like the emerald ash borer. All that's those not stuff. up here yet. It, so that hasn't made it up here, but the mm-hmm. brown moth has made it inland this far. Oh yeah. I know there's a few others. No, that's going to go
4: quick. They're going to, that's going to be a problem. Are there invasive tree species? I know there's like the Japanese weed that's really bad up here. I mean, bamboo is invasive, but any trees, but...
1: Well, there's all sorts of what they call invasive trees, like the nice red maples you see, the crimson maples. They're technically invasive. Hmm.
4: Interesting.
1: The burning bush. Yeah. Right? They they call it the burning bush, winged euonymus. That is invasive. Anything that kills lower that any native yeah. plant life, they call invasive. So you them can't up. buy a crimson maple at a nursery right now. As of like, I don't know, three, four, five yep. years ago. Yep. I love those trees because they're great. They're beautiful. Of color. Oh, right. Yeah. right. Right, 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 right. Great contrast.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Right.
4: Man, the stuff we're learning today. I know. <laughs> this is great. Conc- Maybe we could try to concrete cells. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the rot. There
1: you go. <laughs> there you
4: mm-hmm.
2: go all
3: right next question is from Jeffrey if a tree falls into a pond or a lake or whatever is there a certain permit required to remove it or can you just can it just be removed
1: technically when a tree falls into a waterway it's great for the habitat mm-hmm. technically yeah it's not great for recreational swimming right. obviously um, Towns can put restrictions about that. I know of one town that if you don't have it out within 72 hours, it stays. Wow. Whoa. That's just their deal.
4: Yeah. Better not follow Monday Uh, or Tuesday.
1: (laughs) Generally, they're not going to give you a problem. Right. You know, but obviously, if you're going to take it out, it needs to come out as quickly as possible. We've done quite a a bit of that. Yeah. How do you do that? Big Willow went into... Monstrous willow went into the two years ago, and we just had two guys in the water and a crane. Really? Yeah, I brought a crane in. My buddy Steve McGee. We used, contracted him out and put two guys in the water and craned it out in like seven or eight pieces. So but, either
0: yeah, crane it out or winch it out little by little, it and out, then lifted
1: it straight up and wow. over the house. Really? There was no way to yeah, the house was here, and then they had a fenced-in area, and the tree was here, so oh, the crane smokes. went out over the house down. And just lifted it up, <laughs> came over the house, and, yeah, it was a fun job. Man, it was a good job.
4: But if that was your camp, you know, and you, you enjoyed the view, and your kids were there and swimming, and you had your boat there, gonna, you'd want to take the time to clean it up.
1: Yeah. Like, if it's a cool little waterway path, you know, where people are canoeing, it's almost kind of cool to leave it in yeah. the water as long as they can still get through. It's great habitat for the fish. And
0: yeah. Isn't that one of the things they say you should do with your old Christmas tree is throw it in a stream?
4: I never heard. I really, never heard that one. I, I, I say burn There's it. Streams frozen in the Christmas time. But. No, that where was
0: I? I read it somewhere where they say that's one of the ways to dispose of them is throw them in streams because it becomes great fish habitat. I mean, you know, don't hey. don't just go start chucking Christmas trees in the streams. But <laughs> you guys could.
1: I
4: know I read that. I want everyone that listens to our show to bring bring it to
1: a field of a big bonfire. That. I mean, it might be true. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'd reason that it might be
4: true. Oh, Next question. The stream it's backs up. Reading.
3: That was our last question. That was it.
4: Wow. All right. Cool. <laughs> I learned a lot today. Yeah, yeah the I Christmas tree thing was the
1: most thing I learned, I swear. <laughs> well, I'll
4: go home and Google
1: it. I'm going to look for a stream to throw my
0: tree in. Make sure it doesn't have tinsel on it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, we learned a ton with that. Great. Thanks, Harry. Great. Yeah, we appreciate Great to it. Great see you guys again. Yeah.
4: Yeah, we're going to hopefully be doing camp soon, so you'll be on our list of people Great. to call. Yeah, beautiful. We're, we're going to run into trees. I have trees. to tell you about that,
1: that camp up at Sugarloaf. Yes.
4: Yeah. And I'll go fix my amateur job out there, so you don't have to look at it.
1: Well, I told you I would do it. Okay. I'll <laughs> we'll hold you to that. I'll do it. Those four, because I noticed some other hack jobs that went over <laughs> by the street, too. When I came in the second time, I was like, oh, man. <laughs>
3: Oh, well, we, we gotta, gotta stop Harry notices. this.
1: Well, yeah, we, we stick appreciate with the it. cabins, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't see me out building cabins. You know why? Because I don't know how to. do
4: it. <laughs> we will take your advice. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, thanks for your time, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Bye.
1: Harry. All right, bye-bye.
0: <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Ashley here at headquarters. Um, this next video by Hero Media Arts is a friend of ours, Amy. She's the owner of Barn Boards and More. Um, she uses old barn boards. Um, to make beautiful, beautiful furniture. So check out this video.
2: Every board is different. That big nail hole in it, or where you can see where that animal has trod for 200 years. It's got a story. It's never going to be perfect, and that's that's the best part of it. That's the character of the wood, and that's why people love it. I've always been a recycler and wanted want to be as green as possible, using as much eco-friendly stuff as we possibly can. Salvage wood just goes hand in hand with that. I worked with my dad as a youngster. He was kind of a craftsman who could do just about anything, and it it, it was important to him that we use everything and not have a lot of waste. So he was, you know, doing the barn thing way before I would ever imagine that I would be doing it. You could drive anywhere in the state of Maine and you're gonna see a barn that's kinda going to the left or going to the right and it needs some love and a lot of people that have these barns have this emotional attachment to them. They want something good to happen so that works really well with us because it's life as a barn is over, but it, you know, the timbers in it are beautiful and they can be used for something else. Working with barnwood is definitely a challenge. Every board is different. It's not like you're going to the lumber yard. There's a lot of cuts, there's a lot of measurements. Some people can't do it because it's not perfect. It's not four squared, it's got nail holes. And a lot of times we're building without a plan. Sometimes when you're in it, you're like, I don't know if I can do this, and then you do it. You get it done, and you're like, all right, I can. <laughs> I can do this. Being able to be creative has been amazing. At the end of the day, to be like, I made that from something that somebody else would have thrown away or, or put in the dumpster, um, it's pretty cool.
0: All right. Well, that was I learned a lot again. Yeah. I hope everybody listening learned a lot and if you have any questions, talk to a licensed arborist, talk
4: to your town code enforcement officer. Cuz we've learned we were very naive when we started this. And we've you know, we've learned. Yeah. You know, we made a couple of mistakes, but you know, we do that, but Yep. And the other thing to tell people is like everyone's like oh, you, you they don't think you you can do stuff. There's a process. You need to ask you know talk to the right people sometimes you maybe you do want to cut a tree down you might have to plant some other ones but you can they can make sacrifices and you know each is a case by case but ask first
0: yeah and I mean the rules are in place to protect the environment and the bodies of water for everybody you know and that's what the ultimate goal is so they want to make sure things trees are taken down safely and that it's not going to harm the environment and ruin it for everybody. So, like you said, you talk to people, plan. What does Dixie always say? I
4: don't know. Proper preparation, the seven, pi- proper planning prevents piss poor management. <laughs> the yeah, some, seven Ps. Yeah, is the
0: seven Ps. But, yes, that's exactly what it is.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so ask for us.
0: Yeah. But we've worked, yeah, we've worked with Pinnacle Tree for years. Yeah. Super reliable. Since
4: he was 14 and he's 58. You wouldn't know Harry's 58. No, you wouldn't. I don't know if I'll climb a tree on 58. I don't think I'll climb one in 58 <laughs> days. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but he loves it. You know, that's his passion. You know, he has another successful business, and he just, that's what he wants to do. It's hard work. Oh, Those training. guys work hard.
0: Yeah. So. On those hot muggy days when you're strapped in climbing a tree, and all of a sudden you're in brown-tail moths. Ah, oh, no thanks. No thanks.
4: I'll stick the cabins.
0: <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. All right. Oh, we're on to questions?
3: Yeah. All right, we're on,
0: we're on to questions. Nice. Oh, wait, before we do that, I wanted so our product placement. It's not on the list, but um, so we have these new, ac- I should have showed Harry. Brant and Cochran Axes, Maine made Axes. May- axes used to be all over Maine. It was, you know, the thing. So there's a company in Portland, Brant and, Co- and Cochran. Brant and Cochran that
4: hand makes Axes. Those
0: Th- are gorgeous. They are. I mean, they're works of art, but this is called the Allagash Cruiser, and this is called the Deergo, but they're hand-forged. They do, they restore old axes, but... That is beautiful. i look at that stamp right there. Oh, yeah. They have a forge right down in Portland. It's got a long history, and yeah, this is the Deergo belt axe.
4: And you you found these right? And you've been carrying them in the store, and you you use one, you love it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Great Father's Day gift. Great Father's Day gift. I think it's going to air after Father's Day, but anyways, but
0: it's just a great gift. That's and that's an heirloom. Yes, this is an heirloom piece. I mean, you can go buy a like a throwing axe that I got for Fletcher. <laughs> your local, you know, he won't be throwing these, but right.
4: I mean, they really are. It's works, a work of art. Look works of art, but a utilitarian work of art. And we have them. Yeah. Check out our website or come in and see us at kinematic Cabin Company. Yeah. These are cool. All
3: right, put the axes down.
4: Fletcher didn't want one of these? Oh, Fletcher wants one. <laughs> oh my God.
0: But he's saving up his mask money to buy one. <laughs> of course he is. He's selling masks like crazy too. He is. He's getting good.
4: Yeah. And then you heard Eva's working on some stuff from store. Yeah, the wait floor. wait till you see Eva's new 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 project. All right. Okay, sorry. We're
3: on a schedule here. And Maggie
0: keeps us in line. Yep. Please. Just, just wait till we have the mini masters episode.
3: Can, all right, I'm moving on. <laughs> uh, um, question: Is there a stain or paint you prefer?
0: Well, we use Sherwin Williams a lot. We use Sherwin Williams a lot. They, they again, you can't beat a person at their trade. Sherwin Williams knows their paints, knows their stains.
4: I love Super Paint, and I never believed like you, you get more when you pay for it with paint, but you really do. It's worth the money. Yep. And there's other, you know, Bear and the other ones, they have top line too, but yep. you, get, you get what you pay for. But we you go through so much of it, we can go in and get five gallons of any color. Yep. And there's Sherwin-Williams everywhere. So it's really worth to our advantage. It definitely has. I love, Austra-
0: Cabot makes an Australian timber oil for wood. You know, that's a great product as well.
4: And Chase likes just mixing everything.
0: I, I, and I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to... mix <laughs> are a
4: mixer. I, Yeah.
0: Take <laughs> old cans or half cans, quarter cans, mix them all together, and you get
4: what you get. And it's great until we get like eight emails. What color was that?
3: <laughs> oh, that's a chase. So
4: one of a kind. One of a kind.
3: All right, great.
4: And he likes anything on sale? Oops, paints. Oops, paints. Somebody liked the color, or
0: yeah.
3: Okay, that's great. <laughs> um, question from Carol. My dad was born and raised in Guilford, and always calls himself a maniac. But your opener says manners. Which is it?
4: Maybe it depends on how old you are. Yeah. Maybe when I'm 75, I'm a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, either or. Yeah, a maniac. Yeah, I think it depends on... As long as you're not from Massachusetts. We love Massachusetts. Don't say that.
0: We love all states. Yeah. No, of course we love yeah. all states, but... We have, Mani- some, we have some less than flattering nicknames.
4: Oh, yeah, we do. Maine hole. <laughs> 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 Anyways, I prefer mana or... But some people call us maniacs. Yeah. It depends on what type of... De- Depend- what, There's a lot of factors. What would you say, Maggie?
3: I've never heard a single person like from Maine refer to themselves as a maniac.
4: Lewis the Maniacs. It's a hockey club. Yeah.
3: Well, you know...
4: Eh. Maniac it is. Monday at 8 a.m. I'm a mana, but Friday by about 8 a.m. I'm a maniac.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good questions. Okay. Question from Barb. How do you deal with the black flies and mosquitoes while working? Ugh.
4: We've been lucky this year. It's been so windy. We have been lucky. And when it hasn't been windy, I got eaten up. You know, I was out at the Hogan camp, the one we're working on in Belgrade, and the wind stopped, and I, the mosquitoes were just everywhere. I mean, swatting, yep. they
0: nasty. Yeah, and what is, if you stir up, you know, raking leaves, it just stirs the black flies up. You start a smudge. We do that a lot of times, a burn barrel, just something that's going to smoke. My father always used to black fly season. He would always have a grape flavored swisher oh, I remember sweet that behind his ear or something. Yeah, and he would just puff on it, just enough smoke to keep the black flies away. And it worked. I mean, maybe.
4: <laughs> and you, if you're going to use a, you know, something topically, you really it has to be DEET. I hate to say it, but a little bit of DEET keeps everything away. Yep. Well, when we went to, we had those um, safari hats with a built-in. I haven't tried that here. With Do you think it worked? It they we didn't get yellow fever or anything that we know of. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, so to t- uh, speaking about like all the flies right now, so every time of the year, the um, dragonflies hatch. At my house right now, and there's like four days, there's thousands of them. Yeah. And no mm-hmm. matter what I do, I can't get them on video because you know, they're so fast and small. But it's amazing. Like, it is pretty amazing. Does that happen in your house, too? Yep. Thousands. Yep. I think it's maybe because of all the gravel and the dirt and the grass. and Yeah, yeah. Just, and then you see those uh,
0: skeleton, those shells of the nymphs or oh, whatever. Yeah. Stuck to everything,
4: those are pretty freaky, and they eat bugs. So, find some dragonflies if you're gonna hang out. Yeah, no, they're good.
3: All right, cool. Um, question from uh, Lynn Does it bother Chase's wife all the stuff he brings home?
4: <laughs> well, you maybe you should answer that first. Does it bother your mom?
3: I don't know, probably. Does it,
4: does it bother you?
3: Uh, um, I don't know. That it depends on what it is, I guess.
4: I think Sarah's embrace. I think Sarah's true moral more more so than oh. I am for sure. She definitely embraces it.
0: And now that I have the barn across the street, it can stay over there. I'm trying to think of the most recent thing somebody's dropped off. You got
4: everything over there. You've Still got a soda machine out front. <laughs> yeah,
0: I do have a, so- a vending machine out front. <laughs> Dunk tank, soda machine. What else? <laughs> Let's
4: go through the list. I've I got, got
0: boxy out of there. I've got a kayak that got the front end got plowed, so that's. Dinged up. That's over there. An old, oh, I p- we picked up a
4: old truck bed liner. Truck liner. That's like the fourth one. I'm like, I knew why you bought it. Like, you just like <laughs> dragging <laughs> stuff around the yard of that. They're so handy. <laughs> doesn't fit your truck. <laughs> no. Doesn't fit any truck after tw- 19- 1985. <laughs> but yeah, shifts.
0: No, d- yeah, it doesn't bother her. I bring her home stuff, too, that she likes. So, stuff I find that I know.
4: Yes, I do.
3: Sure. But you kids,
4: aren't, you, you kids are so used to it, like, you know, it doesn't bother you, does it?
3: I mean, it really depends on what it is. If it's something stupid, then I don't want it in my house.
4: But that stuff allows you to, you know, live yeah. the life you like do. like stupid
3: RV that just lives in the uh, barn. Well you
4: got to do something with that thing. I know. It's on the list. It's, it's on ridiculous. the list. It's ridiculous. We should gut it out and put tables in it put it out back on the patio. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's not a bad idea.
3: That's a terrible idea.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Put the DJ in it or the band or whatever? No, you just have a private party room. <laughs> that could be <laughs>
0: the
3: green room. <laughs> the worst idea I've ever heard.
4: <laughs> <coughs> All right, we'll talk about that when she's gone. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, question for, from Elizabeth Do you have any idea how much lun- lumber you've used over the years? Oh.
4: oh. I wanted to call our um, Hammond salesman, Dennis, and ask him how many units we used last year, but I mean, it's over 100 and something. That's units. I mean, that's a lot of board feet. That would be interesting to see. How many miles? Yeah. that'd be a good Cabin Master fact.
0: That would be. I think we could find out. Find out how many trees.
3: You but could make an estimation of how much. Make a guess. I,
4: I don't think I even could. Miles. I bet we've we've made we've used enough lumber to go end and end from York, Maine to, to Holton, Main Maine, or to Presque Isle. Are we talking square foot, board foot?
3: Don't ask me. Um,
4: we could stack our units up, and it would be over. As tall as
0: the radio tower in Raymond, Maine. No, nah, so that's pretty
4: annoying. tall. <laughs> end on end. <laughs> uh, but we've used, we use a lot. I mean, truckloads. Trailer truckloads. If you say we did 100, I bet we did 120, 150 units last year for 20 camps. You no, know, yeah, four units thousand, of camp, five Roughly
0: 1,000 square feet per.
4: Oh, more than that, I bet. Yeah. Well, I mean, truckloads and truckloads and truckloads. Beautiful eastern white pine. Yeah, we love that eastern white pine. And we love Nelma, <laughs> You know, without them we would, you know, we could be getting bad pine, but they make it so we get oh, we get good pine. They grade it. Grade it and give us the good stuff. Yeah.
3: Okay. Now, for a final question, I've decided to give the fans what they want. Uh, this question's for me.
4: Oh, for you?
3: <laughs> yes. For me. <laughs> oh gosh. From Alex. Cause um, I have a fan club, so.
4: Oh, she's a rising <laughs> star.
3: They're <laughs> uh, gonna want to raise next. They're getting tired of hearing all of you talk, so. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell it like it is, Maggie. Oh, is oh awesome. Okay,
3: so my question is: How do you feel when you saw yourself on TV? Um, let's think. Um, it was, I guess.
0: How old were you the first time you were on the show? It's
3: so much math. You guys um,
0: were on season one,
4: right? The A-frame. They were in the pilot. Are you, okay.
3: Well, you, it's, I'm 13.
4: So you must five. have
3: been eight. Uh, sure. Let's go with eight. Eight, nine.
0: So you were Fletcher's age.
3: Oh God. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think I was in elementary school, so it was um, it was weird because like then we had, like told all our teachers, and it was. All that, but then now it's just like it's normal. Except I will like occasionally find someone that's like, "Oh my God, I l- my parents love your show."
0: What do you? What? Yeah. What do your friends think? I don't
3: think they care. Except <laughs> you have a habit of talking to all of my teachers before I meet them, and somehow getting them onto the show.
4: This is your on your resume. I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah. But it it is weird seeing yourself. I get a, It was weird hearing yourself to me. Yeah. Like you hearing your voice.
3: I mean, yeah.
4: Even the even. The podcast is a little weird. I mean, yeah. this whole world we're, we're, we're living is kind of weird that we're even doing true, this. It's been true. a weird run. Yes. And we thank everyone for that.
0: Yeah, we're, I mean, we're still super appreciative, super grateful. Yeah, It amazes us every day.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Sure. See, hard work and a little bit of luck. You can get your own podcast. No thanks. <laughs> you already got a job. <laughs> yeah, You already have one. <laughs> That's a good question, though.
3: Yeah.
0: So all the kids are on the pilot? Even... Corbin and Carter were on the pilot, right? weren't they? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think so. Uh, at one point, all there.
0: Sarah showed up with uh, pulled pork. Oh, oh okay. I yeah. remember. And it we was all sat so down. weird. Yeah. That so, like, seems like.
3: The first time we had to like walk back and forth.
0: Yep.
4: Forever ago.
0: Forever ago.
4: Wow. Memory Lane.
0: And here we are now. All hanging out together still.
4: Episode six of the podcast. Yeah. And six. We're going to. The podcast is going to blow past the um, TV episodes, though. We're on a roll here. These yeah, let's hope. These are, little, little less, these are easier to do.
0: Yeah. Oh, my, much easier to do.
4: <laughs> we don't even have to build anything. Come in and talk. <laughs> we were built for this. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I would say so.
4: Yeah, so what? A, that's a fun program today. We learned a lot. Yeah. Did things backwards. Yeah, that's all right. I, was a little, I don't know if I liked that. I was a little confused to start, but... We got in our groove. We, we figured it out. And
0: yeah, and don't forget to uh, check us out on YouTube, com. Ring, Ring the bell. Subscribe. Subscribe. Comment nicely, please.
4: And the thing is, um, if you want to watch it, you can watch it, YouTube. It starts at 7 on Mondays, but it comes live at 6 a.m., I believe, on iTunes and Spotify, so if someone wants just to hear it, oh. like if you really think right. our hair, we look that bad and you just want to listen to it,
3: I would say, I would suggest listening to it, <laughs> so you don't have to
4: look. Our producer would su- suggest listening to it. But, yeah, you can listen to it earlier. So Good to know. But I love the hero video, so you've got to watch it, too. There's so much cool stuff. Perfect.
3: Close your eyes and watch
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, thanks to Nelma. Nelma's do, working with us a bunch this year. and yeah. Nelma.org, EasternWhitePine.org,
0: and sprucepinefir.org. Thanks to the fans. and
4: Yeah, thank you, guys yeah just keep the questions coming keep the comments coming and we'll be back next week. yeah from the wood shop we'll be talking to you From the woodshed woodshed oh Somewhere in the we're, we're in the wood we know that We'll figure it out by po- episode 20. oh I heard it too. Thank you guys <laughs>
0: oh <my God. laughs> She loves wood us. shop woodshed
3: So you are so close. I
0: know one of these times I'll get it
3: We'll get it.